0: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO here until... One o'clock trends plays of the day just before we get out of here at one. Circus Sports sponsors those. Bottom of the hour, Tom Cakert on what lies ahead this weekend for both basketball teams. The men head to Northwestern, a big, big, big spot for the Hawks as they try to uh, well get off that proverbial All bubble. Right. And we shall see, uh, Chris Williams momentarily. Just, just real quick on this, um, the new commissioner of the Big tw- uh, of the Pac-12. Beg your pardon, Pac-12 Teresa Gould. Mm-hmm. Claims there's great interest in Oregon and Oregon and Washington states meteorites. Did we hear that from George Klyavkov? We did. I
1: mean, good God. Yeah. Oh,
0: what are you going to say? Did no, they, nobody he wants leave wants his it? notes
1: on the desk? And you? I,
0: mean, what you I hope to say there that?
1: is. I hope there is. Yeah, they're screwed. And well, I'm the fake commissioner. She's not going to say that. Of the of the uh, of the two teams remaining, she's like, a I'm rooting, for them. I'm rooting for them. Do I
0: think there's great interest? I hope she's right. Uh, Hello, Chris Williams. How are you?
2: Fantastic. How are you, gentlemen?
0: Today Doing well. Appreciate you coming on, as always. Um, Let's start with basketball, uh, both men's and women's. In fact, let's start. Ladies first. With the win the other night on the road in Manhattan against a a, a 15th-ranked K-State squad, did that, in your mind, um, in... um, in Bracketology, women's basketball Bracketologists, does that firmly Remove them from the bubble and put them in the Tournament, Chris, or still work to do?
2: No, they're in. That was a huge win To be able to get that one on the road. I mean, I, I thought just beating them at home
1: A couple of weeks ago like, them... Roussel's kind of Cutting line. out on us a little bit, Chris. Yeah, we lost you there, Chris. One second here, boys. Yeah, Yeah, he was. uh, He said he was going to be hooked up on the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth part of it. So we'll get Chris and uh, get that phone up to his ear. It just, you know, sometimes those Bluetooth it just sounds crisp and clear. Nothing changes. You're in the exact same spot in the house, and then you go another direction. You back, Chris? I'm back. No, way better. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. All right. Sorry about that. It's okay.
0: So you, they're off the bubble.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I thought when they beat Kansas State a couple weeks ago, it did a lot for them. And then, to me, that all but assured it. I mean, they're, they're assuming they beat Cincinnati tomorrow, who they should, they'll be a huge favorite in that one. You know, you're looking at a 12-win, Big 12 team that's probably going to have a double buy in the Big 12 tournament. So I just, I can't imagine a world where it keeps them out, right? And they've got good wins. They've, you know, what a, what a job by Finley mm-hmm. and that group to have all those freshmen and, you know, they're being like, you know, Emily Ryan's still there and Naidu and Hannah Bellinger is fantastic, but they, you know, the the freshmen are doing the heaviest of lifting, which is just, it's just wild. And if they can keep it all intact, they've got that young woman from LSU who transferred last year who will be playing next year in the guard. Mm. But, you know, they, they could realistically, if they if they do a little work in the portal, they could be preseason top ten or top fifteen next year. How
1: about I think,
0: that?
2: which is incredible. If you think of where the program was last, like May, mm-hmm. right, where everything was kind of in turmoil, like they've had a hell of a turnaround.
1: Looking in great spot, and they move forward for Iowa State. The men they make the road trip down to Orlando, UCF playing for their tournament lives. They got two monster opportunities against Iowa State and Houston at home over the next couple of days here, but. Um, of the remaining schedule, can you argue this is the most difficult remaining game?
2: Oh, uh, State, yeah, man! Kansas State's going to be a, a Hornet. <laughs> nest. it could be great. At, yeah, so that that's going to be really tough. But I, I think from a spot yeah. standpoint, this is the toughest spot, right? And that's like a gambling term. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, like I, I truly think that we're at the point right now with Iowa State. They're tired. We've seen this. Mm. This is the third year in a row. Now you've seen it with Oppelberger. We're late February. They, cause they play so damn hard. Yeah. I think it's totally natural. I mean, the mom Chilavich is like a, I think it's like a 19% three point shooter in the last five games. Like they're tired and they're still playing really tough defense, but their legs are shot on the other end. And from that standpoint, you know, you got to, fairly long flight you're going there and the, the only good thing is that that arena is going to be full i was a little concerned that it was going to be like the old colorado days during tim floyd when nobody was there and, and i i think it's sold out so that helps there's going to be some energy there but yeah like if they would play the way they did the last two games they're not winning at central florida so yeah i, I from a spot standpoint yes i think that Having said all that, I think BYU is the best team, and I think that that Kansas State atmosphere is going to be insane. Like, There's no love lost between those two programs after everything that went down. Iowa State's fans and Kansas State's fans probably hate each other as much as anybody yep. at this point, so I would imagine that Bromwich is going to be crazy. A week from Saturday.
0: No, absolutely. It's refresh my memory. So go back. Um, the The team that the the two seed that got knocked out by Hampton. Uh, that was the Eustacey team, obviously. Um, did they win the Big Twelve tournament that year? I, I, I,
2: no, they
0: did not. They, or did, were they an early their, out?
2: They lost to Baylor. You remember that? Like that? They were a one seed. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. They were a one seed and lost to Baylor. Yes.
2: Yeah, and like, there's guys from that team who have told stories about just how that, how fractured that team was. Um, and how, like, Eustaci was all but checked out. He was the lowest of, of his journey. Really? At that point. Oh, yeah. So Paul Shirley's told me this story before. Paul Shirley doesn't have a lot of positive things to say about Larry Stacey, but hmm. he, uh, he did it on Mine Ross's show way back in the day. Yeah. Um, Is that
0: right? That's good.
2: Yeah, Shirley said that he, uh, that basically, like, they didn't even watch film for that game, hmm. for that Baylor game, because he Stacy she told the team that he didn't even want to look at him anymore. And God. it was, their morale was just shot. And, you know, it all adds up when you lose to a team like Hampton with that much talent. So, yeah, better days. Uh, Iowa State basketball has seen better days, but, yeah, it, that, um, you could probably write a book about the end of the Stacey era and and, and how that all played out, but it kind of a, kind of a sad deal because that team was really, really freaking good during the regular season. And then they, they were, they were shot by the end of that thing. And, you know, right. And we all know how it ended.
0: So, I mean, as, as a fan of basketball, I desperately want to see Houston and Iowa state on Saturday night in Kansas city. Um, but you know what? There's, there's a, Big big picture wise, if they are, and I and I believe you. I mean, I've, we've seen the results. Last, they did not look great against West Virginia as a nineteen or eighteen point favorite. Uh, Oklahoma, they they struggled to score. I mean, you said that. Um, I think at one point you tweeted out it's the worst they've played since Florida over the, uh, Thanksgiving or somewhere along those lines. Maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing if there is an early exit in the Big Twelve tournament. Thinking big picture,
2: I. I'm right there with you. I mean, you don't want to end the season with no momentum, but the good thing is they're going to have a double bye, mm-hmm. right? So, like that's that's huge. If you would play all the way, and you know, it's it's just it's interesting. Like that, you, you want to play for championships, and cutting down the net is really a, a big deal. But this team, you know, I'm not afraid to say it out loud. I think they have Final Four potential. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Even, like, here's the difference between this team and a lot of these good teams that we've covered in our state is, like, Oklahoma is going to be in the NCAA tournament. They played, like, crap offensively the other night and still beat them by double digits. So, I mean, it tells you how talented and good this roster is. You know, they lose that game a year ago. They lose that game two years ago on that team that went to the Sweet 16. So, that's really encouraging that you could be playing, like, C-ball and – and winning these games. And West Virginia is not that good as a whole, but they have talented guys. I mean, there's some pretty good players on that team. So, you know, maybe you can sneak past Central Florida and do the same thing. That's the thing that's like their offensive efficiency has dropped by like 15 spots in the last two games, but their defense has risen by three. They're the number two defense in the country right behind Houston. And that travels, and, you know, Otzelburgers, you know, they – that 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 won't fall off with them, you know. So it's going to give them a shot in every game. And the thing I like about them the most is, you know, Milan isn't scoring as much. I think Lipsy's shot; yep. he needs time off. Yep. Um, there's these other guys. do it. We've seen Watson do it. We've seen Trey King have his day. There's they just have a lot of. It's not just depth; it's quality depth. Where, you know, when Pavletski's in the game, it doesn't really feel any different when Watson's in the game, it doesn't feel any different, and Mike, I I just have a hunch that they'll utilize those guys a little bit more here in the last week and a half, and if you look at Lipsy's numbers, they're clearly trying to keep him around 30 minutes per game, as opposed to 35, 36, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would think even Gilbert, you may try and do that with, like, there's gotta be, I don't like the term load management, because that's not what they're doing here, but I'm with you, Ken, that I think long term, it like win one game in Kansas City and get the hell out of there, get in the ice bath. However, it's easier said than done when you've got sure. ten thousand Iowa State <laughs> fans down there and you're trying to win a championship. Right, that's yep. a big deal.
0: Yep, I get it, uh, Chris. Uh, this dawned to me um, re- recently um, that the, the team's going to name you know at a banquet end of the year whatever somebody's going to be the MVP of this team. Who? Because it's, I mean, you look at most rosters, most teams, regardless of sport, well, there's the most valuable player on that team. Oh, he's the best player on this team, or she's the best player on that team. There isn't one at Iowa's, and they don't care who the star is, (laughs) I don't think.
2: No, I mean, especially when you consider, you know, that TCU game on, I mean. Was that the game Lipsy missed? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I mean, I could make an argument Kurt Jones is I can valuable too. as yeah. any of the guys start. I would give it to Lipsy, though, because of the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And I just – I know what he means to that team beyond, you know, what you see on the court. I think that he would be the unanimous vote if the team had to had to vote on – I get your point. You, you raise a great point. It's why I like the team because it, they're hard to – offensively, they're kind of hard to scout, too, because, like, that guy's off. There's all these different guys who can pick you up. And, you know, Jones, Robert Jones has gotten to the point where he's not like a zero on offense now. So it yep. makes him a lot, you know, you can't just completely ignore that guy like you did the last two years. I would give it to Lipsy, though, because of his defensive prowess mm-hmm. and just the – it's a overused buzzword, but the culture thing, like he's – him and Jones are the two guys that make that program go and everybody else kind of falls in line. Uh, but man, I, you know, the guy who is ascended from being a guy to being all American candidate the next couple of years would be Gilbert, though, right? Like, yeah. this, I, I was on, uh, I, don't know if, I did a V Syn preview for the Houston game oh, nice. a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of the hosts, is a Vegas guy, and he just couldn't believe that it was the same Keyshawn Gilbert. Is that (laughs) right? (laughs) He's like, I don't even recognize him. Like, what did they do to him? And Mm -hmm. said the same thing about Osselberger, for that matter. But, you know, I I think Keyshawn next year, you want to talk about a guy who's going to get offers in the portal and stuff. Like, he's the guy who, because he's not NBA ready, he's just a really damn good college player that's a two-way player, and he's shown what he can do. And he would be the guy, like, right now I give it to Lipsy, Next year, who's your first-team All-Big 12 preseason guy? Like To me, he's right at the top of the list.
1: Hey, I had a question for you on the football front. As we uh, see the continued proposal of a 14-team playoff for the college football playoff and the automatic bids, three for the SEC, three for the Big Ten, two for the Big Ten and the ACC, Big 12 and ACC. Is that something, from your perspective, on the Big 12 side of things, I think that's a slam dunk, right? Isn't a home run? I've seen people say, well, then you're just admitting that the SEC and Big Ten are better. Two is better oh, than are. one. I I, yeah. I, I hear both yeah. sides of it, but I think this would be a great thing for the Big Twelve. How about you?
2: Absolutely, if, if that's the option, take it. Don't even think about it. Um, as a football fan, I hate it. Yeah. Because, like, to me, it's like if I'm a, if I'm just an unbiased observer of all this, like, if the Big Ten and the SEC are doing mm-hmm. the job, and you know they're, The deck is stacked against everybody else, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. Yep. Then they should be getting three or four on their own throughout larges, like, because they're just better. Uh, So I I hate it like that. Like, just let the games matter. I don't need to see a five loss Purdue team in the college football. Like, it's not good. It's Mm -hmm. just a money grab. Let's call it what it is. But if I'm selfishly Brett Yormark and Jamie Pollard and, you know, Matt Campbell sitting around and you're going to guarantee this Big 12 two bids. You, you don't even think about it. You, you see how the revenue is going to be distributed. As long as that's fair, you sign up today. Instantly. Yep. Yes, absolutely. All right, look at the college football playoff odds that came out this week. Iowa State's at 7-1. to one. Yeah. like Are you kidding me? Like that's a, I've been telling you guys <laughs> for a year, yeah. this new Big 12 is the best setup ever for mm-hmm. Iowa State football. You can't compare yourself to the SEC and, and the Big Ten because you will lose every time. You have to be the best of the rest. And you can have a really successful deal with that. And I think Iowa State, as long as Campbell there, is in a really good spot. Uh,
0: I, I'm with you, and I think you should sign. The only problem I had with what's the latest that came out is that the Big Ten and the SEC, they would get the two guaranteed buys, uh, re- regardless of rankings or anything like that. And if I'm a football coach, I have a problem with that. I want to earn my yeah, way like, to one of those, right? I, I don't want to just be handed. I hate that. Right.
2: Um, uh, I, just, I hate it because make the freaking games matter. Yeah.
0: You know what won't right? matter, though, Chris? You know what? When you guys say that, uh, for instance, we'll use the Big 12. We'll use all of the conferences. Are we still going to have conference championships? Is that championship Saturday still going to be around? Because, you know, I don't who, think so. You can't, a way right?
2: Because they're all greedy yeah, and it's yeah. all about money. Yeah. So they'll find a way. But it shouldn't be. Right. Take the four best teams and, like, make the conferences decide that. We want to see the best team. Like, Like, listen, I'm not not trying to be a rival troll here, but would anybody have wanted to see Iowa last year in the college football playoff had somehow (laughs) beaten Minnesota, right? Like, nobody wants to see that. So it's like, get the best teams in the playoff. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do that. Like, what if the Big 12 sucks one year and there's only one team that's worthy? Why would we just put two in? Mm -hmm. Like, to me, like, we don't do that in the NFL. If the NFC South sucks, it sucks, and they only get one team in. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't, why is college football so weird? Why are they tied to these bowl games? Why are they, like, it's just the weirdest sport, and I guess it's why we love it, especially as talk radio guys. Like, mm-hmm. we can, you can talk about this crap nonstop, but it's like, I don't know. I, I want the regular season to still matter too, and it's like, I, and you can make an argument like, yeah, well, it will. These, these SEC teams are going to be fighting to be fourth in the league. It's like, yeah, but that's not exciting. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the, I think anybody to a man would rather see, oh, let's see what Duke can do if they can sneak in there. And, you know, like these Cinderella stories, that's why we love March Madness so much. Nope. Nobody wants to see Purdue in there if they have five losses. I'm sorry. Like, it, And the same with the Big 12. I'm not being a homer. Like, do you want to see a 7-5 and five TCU team in there if by chance this is a – Season where everybody's cannibalizing each other in that league. No, like those bad Pac-12 years, they were terrible for like ten years in a row. Nobody wanted to see those teams. In the yeah. Third yeah,
0: going back before Cincinnati joined the Big Twelve, put them in and put, put Tulane in.
2: Yeah. yeah, let's go and see what Tulane can do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm too much of a fan of the sport and less of a fan of like these everything's so polarized now and tribalistic. And I just I just want to see the best games and make all these games throughout the year matter. That's It's really not that difficult.
1: This past season, we would have saw Louisville in a playoff after it losing is. 16-6 to to that Florida State team, and Oklahoma State after getting throttled by Texas yeah. 49-20. I mean, I mean that's, that's what we would have for those second yeah. bids from the ACC and the Big 12. That doesn't make a lick of sense. And the other thing... Why would you even worry about playing in a conference you championship? You wouldn't. No, you'd you would rather regardless. be the third-place team yes. were there yeah. or be the yeah. we're the third-place team in the Big Ten or, yeah, or the SEC. It's you're just, right. If you get killed in the championship game, yes, they're going to dock you. You're, you're going to be out. So you get deeper. And to determine the third team to get that automatic bid from the Big Ten, well, are you going to play a game? Because you know this is going to happen. You saw it happen this year in the Big 12. We went into those final two weeks. I had with no idea. The Big 12 had to come out and explain their selection process. <laughs> we're going to see this without divisions in an 18-team yeah. conference and a 16 for the Big 10 and the SEC, respectively. That's a joke. We're, yeah. we're going to have a five-way tie at 7-2. and two. Good luck figuring out who gets into the playoff. It's idiotic.
0: Yeah, fair point.
1: Chris Williams.
2: We, uh, Chris we, need, uh, we th- need small conferences that are regionally based and have a freaking system that... You know, people will pay money for that, I promise, but they overthink it. And now, now they're all in a race to get to like 20 teams because that's what these, we, we let these greedy media companies control the sport and it's just it's it's disgusting.
0: Indeed. Chris Williams Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. Chris, thank you brother. Appreciate it. all right. uh, we'll talk you to guys. you next have week. A good day. Yep. Thanks, thanks Chris. Buddy. thank you. Good talking to you. Chris Williams as
1: we catch up with Iowa State. We didn't have a chance yesterday. I was over calling basketball so we didn't do our normal opening segment. We kind of ran short on time. I as I was reading through this 14 team proposal my blood pressure was going through the roof. I mean, this is one of the dumbest ideas that I've ever come up on. And it feels like it's gaining momentum. And no, it's, it is gaining momentum. I, I don't understand. Yes, from the Big 12 and the ACC perspective, absolutely. You want lock, two spots. Yes, lock yourself mm-hmm. in. I don't, The garbage, well, they get three. We, you're not an even playing surface. We know that. It's mm-hmm. fine. You can admit that and still be fine. But, it I, is a but I do thing. have a problem with... The uh, the buys automatically one goes to the Big Ten one goes to the SEC but I think the only justification the SEC does not want to give up that championship game that thing is, Two is a, a cash cow it is a yeah. money bonanza for them and, and Atlanta doesn't want to give
0: up the right. the conference championship and it has game. to
1: matter so for their perspective I understand why they're flexing their muscle the Big Ten to a lesser extent. But when you get into those automatic bids and you're getting deep down there and say Notre Dame is good enough to be in the top 14. Mm-hmm. All right. There's one of the three at large off the board. You're down to two at larges. How do you determine who's the best between the fourth and fifth? When The television show, I guess. You're going to have a six-way tie at nine and three in the Big Ten because that's going to happen with this many teams, unbalanced schedules. Mm-hmm. How do you determine? Well, all right. So this team, they played uh, two of the six teams. This team only yeah, played common one. common opponents. This one played four, right. but they went two and two in those four. It just, it is not going to work. This is a terrible, nope. terrible idea. And then you got to factor in, well, it was a dry, it was raining sideways and the oh, winds yes. were 50 miles an hour. And Well, we did have to play three of those teams. We played all three of them on the road, though. We didn't have any no. of these common opponents. Right. It's going to be a mess. They are screwing this up to an unbelievable degree. 12, I loved. 14, dumb. Uh, I, I still haven't ever heard a good reason to go to 14. We haven't even got to 12 yet. Oh, we already changed. Oh, oh, I got one great reason. A ka-ching. There it is.
0: Miller and Condon back after this with Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 you And know, Oh, by the way, if you'd like to win tickets to see Iowa, the men. Uh, Iowa versus Illinois, a week from Sunday. You can go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. You know the drill. Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net, providing us with tickets to see Illinois and Iowa. Total points, both teams closest without going over. Whoever claims that number first, they get the number. Uh, don't take the duplicate number because if that happens to be the winning number, but somebody claimed it prior to you, you'll just be PO'd at Trent and I. Um, because <laughs> you didn't do your homework and go through the list. But claim a number that hasn't been taken, uh, and if you get it right, you'll get a couple of tickets from Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net. Tom Kakert, um welcome to the program. I want to read this to both you guys. This is from the legal, at Legal Sports Report, must be um, on a Twitter account, mm-hmm. 15,000 followers. Uh, uh, Attorney Van Plum, who's one of the attorneys representing yep. some of the athletes, uh, told Legal Sports Report, amid the dismissal of the Iowa Sports Betting case against the Iowa State student athletes. We will be proceeding with the civil suit. Here's what gets good: not only against the athletes that we had the uh, the case dismissed against, but against multiple others. This is going to be big. Mm. This this has the smell of class action to me. Yeah, I mean, there's yep. so so many students, so many employees, so many you know people that work in that building, other people that live in that building. Um, all had their data compromise. Oh, boy, Tom, this is going to get ugly for the state, I
3: have a feeling. Uglier. It's going to get mega ugly.
0: No doubt about it. We'll see where it goes. Well, we know where the – we'll start with the men. They play tomorrow. Uh, Boy, this is a big spot tomorrow, Tom. It feels like – I don't want to say that they have to have it, but uh, Ryan Landberg, who's a really good player on uh, Northwestern, as you know, uh, he didn't play the other day. That guard, Ty Perry, still out. I'm not sure of either of their status, but Northwestern went on the road and got a really good win against Maryland, who's better at home, as most teams are Tough spot for the Hawks, but Tom, I'll say this: I think they're playing their best basketball of the season.
3: Yeah, and Barry's done for the season. They've already. Oh, you know, is he? Okay. Out. So he, yeah, he had knee surgery, so he's out. But if Langborg's out, I mean, I don't know how Maryland didn't beat them. I mean, it's other than you know, as Trent and I were talking about beforehand, they just can't shoot. Oh. <laughs> you know, they just they can't score, and that was the the problem. And they have Boo boo he can only take you so far, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I I think if Langborg doesn't play, I think Iowa's gonna go in there and win. I really do. And um and they may win even with Langborg. Just I think Iowa's just playing really well right now mm-hmm. and it wouldn't shock me if you know, then they win that one and they beat Illinois. They should have probably beaten yep. Illinois down to Champaign. By the way, you got a lot and, of FaceTime
0: uh, on television in that game. <laughs>
3: That's what I, I my, my uh, phone was blowing up the entire day. Hey, you're on TV. I'm yeah. like, I'm watching the game. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my job. Yeah. Good enough.
0: Yeah, Halas um, was to your left. I don't know who was sitting to your right, but yeah, you were on TV a bunch. Uh,
3: Kedrick Prince. Is my that friend who was? Kedrick Prince. Okay. Was, yeah. He's the, yeah, uh, the he Illinois guy, Illinois. right? Yeah, he covers Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. He's been my friend for 30 years.
1: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, Northwestern, Illinois, here's the likely scenario. If Iowa obviously gets two games, doesn't lose in their first game in the Big Ten tournament, I think they're in. You go one D- and one. All they have to do is win their first game. Okay. I think that'll be enough. Okay. It'll be a couple more quad one victories. I think mm-hmm. it'll be enough yep. to, at minimum, get shipped to Dayton. If you go one yep. and one, which is possible, at least the hopes are alive, that means likely having to beat Illinois potentially a second time. That's why this game tomorrow is so important because mm-hmm. beating Illinois twice in a week. That's going to be so hard to do. And if you do drop this game that means you have to beat Illinois, then have to beat Illinois again. I don't see that happening. This one, eight number 1, this is the must win in my mind. Short of making a run in the Big 10 tournament, I believe if I was going to be a tournament team, they have to win tomorrow. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, I think so too because um you know, you very well could have to beat then beat Illinois and then have to probably beat Illinois again, you may run into them in the Big Ten tournament that, mm-hmm. that Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, um I just that seems pretty unlikely mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um so I think you've gotta you gotta get get Saturday and then make next next week um you know matter mm-hmm. for them. And if they can do that then there's there's a chance they're gonna they'll be Firmly on the bubble, one win in Minneapolis, and then you're in. And um, maybe that you know, maybe I'll drive over to uh, to Dayton, and I could stay at the Steve Alford Inn and, and uh, on the way, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it's right on the way, yeah, right off the highway. Uh-huh. How about an
1: Iowa Nevada so. matchup in Dayton?
3: Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I would be the oh, man. Would that be something? I I brought that up the other day. Did you? <laughs> Just for fun.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, and first Row I mentioned eh, about yeah, Nevada because it was the night that the Nevada made that half court yes. shot to be Colorado State. Mm-hmm. So I said that. Eh, Iowa, Nevada, and Dayton. Let's make it happen.
0: That'd be awesome. You know, it's what's uh, much needed. The schedule makers do the Hawks a favor, I think. I mean, they play on. Uh, they play Saturday against Northwestern. Then they're off till the following Sunday. Um, most of the Big Ten teams have that midweek game this week, Tom. But for whatever reason, uh, this is where I was by. It Just happens to fall. They get the whole week off, which at this time of year, I don't know if you can put a price on that.
3: Asked Fran about that the other day. Um, just. You know, how do you feel about that? Because it's just so strange. The two, two strange things, you know, you don't see Illinois or Northwestern until basically the end of the season, and you've got to buy it the last week mm-hmm. of the season. And Fran was kind of indifferent about it, but he said, you know, it's nice that you, you, uh, on one hand, you're playing well, so you want to keep playing. But on the other hand, it's nice to get a little rest and get, um, get guys off the feet a little bit and give them an extra day off or something or where they can heal up a little bit for the stretch run.
1: The scene is set for Sunday then at Carver. It will be the regular season finale Mm -hmm. for Iowa and Caitlin Clark, though she'll be back there for a couple of games for the NCAA tournament. This one's going to be different. Getting in, well, the price was already high, uh, as we thought it was going to be Senior Day (laughs) ceremonies alone, and then after the announcement Mm -hmm. yesterday, they have continued to go up. A scene unlike any other in Carver-Hawkeye history, is that fair to say coming up on Sunday?
3: Yeah, this is going to be... I don't even know what to how to describe it. It's just gonna it's <laughs> gonna be a, something. It's gonna be electric. I think would yeah. probably be the right word for it. It's just it's gonna be a historic moment. Um, you know, she's going to pass Pistol Pete Maravich's record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her last regular season home game. It's Senior Day where the seniors are all honored, um, and, and with that group that's been meant so much to her in her career especially with gabby and and kate i mean i don't know how many games they've started together it's in the hundreds mm. and um and just how they're all kind of going out together and uh it's just, it's just going to be and you got college game day there holy cow i mean it's just going to be crazy
0: yeah uh yeah. speaking of gabby boys good to see gabby marshall um a want the ball and and willing to shoot the basketball because the game yeah. before so she seemingly didn't want any part of that. Boy, it's amazing when you get one to fall that confidence grows. How does that carry over uh, to Sunday and then going forward? Because obviously, uh, I was got a much better chance to go further if Caitlin's got uh, got some help and they certainly did it uh, when the game was uh, in the Twin Cities over the uh, this past week. That
3: uh, Gabby making shots and Kelly Furbox. And just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hitting shots Zeroed like in the last yep. couple of games yep. too. And and that is such a good sign for this team because um, if you have shooters that you can surround Caitlin with, because she's going to draw so much attention, and you can put Gabby Marshall hitting shots and Kylie Fierbach and Taylor McCabe out there hitting shots, boy, that just makes them so much more dangerous. And, and Kate Martin's been shooting the ball pretty well. Uh, she didn't shoot it well the other night, but they didn't need her. Uh, but uh, she's been playing well, and, and it's going to open up things then for for Hannah Stolky down in the in the post too. So they've they're clicking right now. But again, <laughs> Minnesota was kind of running with the JV team a little bit too, with you know two big players out and and uh, and such. But this is you know I think I, I like Iowa's champs this Sunday. Um, just I think I think they're going to buzzsaw. Uh, Ohio State on uh, on on on, uh, on Sunday afternoon.
0: Speaking to of,
1: that end, Trent, Circa, right, Yeah, circa has come out with the number Iowa a five and a half point favorite against the Buckeyes, yep. so pretty big favorite there. Um, I guess I was surprised because it, it came up into my feed late last night. I didn't realize that they were coming out with another top sixteen for the women. I thought it was a one and done yeah. type of deals we've seen in the past. So before the games yesterday, they come out with another one. Iowa was the number 7 seed. Not only that, they had them bracketed up with South Carolina, which mm. would mean the 8 with only two regions. The way that they have it set up, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Iowa's right now 10-4 and four record against Quad 1. They do not have a loss in Quad 2, Quad 3, or Quad 4. You can't say that with the other programs that are out there. Non-conference strength of schedule, 5th in the country, yet they're the number 7 seed in comparison to a lot of the teams. Oh, Virginia Tech, a team that they beat. They're way ahead of them. Uh, It was very difficult for me to wrap my mind around what the selection committee was looking at here. Looks like they got some work to do.
3: Yeah, but I I think if they beat Ohio State, they're back up on the one line. I really do. I think they'll jump back up there. Um, You know, you knock off the number two team in the country and you do it in, you know, somewhat convincing fashion. I I think that that's going to pass the eye test. And we may, and then, you know, the, the next week of minneapolis they make another crack at indiana which is going to be a war uh okay. there's no love lost there uh after that game in in bloomington and and then potentially another crack uh you know the following sunday with uh ohio state on a neutral floor so there's there's ample opportunities there for iowa to uh to uh enhance that resume mm.
0: So just go, just go and uh, look, look ahead at Sunday with everything that's going around. I, there's going to be a bunch of tears in the building. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be the emotions will go from one extreme to the other. Tom,
3: yeah, it's um, and you're going to have. It's going to be riding that emotional roller coaster from like nine a.m. on too, before the even three hours before the game because college game day and you're going to have all that going and you're going to have all the energy and it's just going to be. Something. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out what time I need to get there to get parking. <laughs> yeah. Because it's is be zoo. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I'm going up to Avanston and getting back late, so I'm gonna just like just cruise on get up early and get going and uh because you wanna be there for that that um those sort of events and uh but it's gonna be so cool and i'm just happy for the team to get this opportunity again and um and just the the what this has done for that program is is just so neat um, you know having known Lisa and Jan and everybody else for so long um, just to see them have the success is, is just really cool
0: uh, last thing on this and then we're gonna move on uh, Tom was there any inkling did you guys in the media that are close to the program have any idea that the announcement was coming yesterday
3: I kind of figured it was coming. Um, something was coming before because Sunday. They'd traditionally, okay. done that before Senior Day because I had heard that she wanted to, to decide one way or another before Senior Day. She didn't want to. If she was coming back, she didn't want to do that twice. Mm. So, um, and that's what they've kind of done in the past with you know Monica and last year with G- Gabby and Kate. They they both um, you know made their announcement before Senior Day, so they didn't have to go through the. Um, the process there, so uh, I just kind of had a feeling, and um, you know, we had something written up, ready to go because uh, and graphics and everything is <laughs> nice. Kind of, kind of you know, one way or the other, uh, uh, you know, you just got to be prepared. So, um, but it seemed like I just felt like she was going to go. And what does she have left to prove at this level? She doesn't have any She'd be bored. People yeah. are just going to. Yep. And people are just going to take shots at her. Yep. They're just going to take shots at her. We're already seeing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. They already see it.
1: Yep. No question. Going to another level. Big recruiting weekend as well. There's going to be a ton of prospects. Four of the five commits for next year's recruiting class will be there and and some big prospects too. And uh, one final thing for you, Tom, a huge weekend for the baseball team after stubbing their toe in the bullpen, blowing up over the weekend and letting three very winnable games slip out of their hands. At minimum, they got to go down to Ole Miss, who's down for Ole Miss standards. they got to win this series, don't they?
3: Yeah, they've got to get something going in the right direction. Because um, they just have, boy, that bullpen has just been a gas can so far, and I'm not sure Rick Keller has a Eesh. has an idea of how he's going to solve it. Um, you know, because you're kind of doing it on a fly. It's not like you've got a easy series where you can kind of work on things. Because the the um, starting pitching has been really good. Uh, Bernie Breck's been good as as good as advertised. I mean, he's been awesome. And Marcus has been solid. Marcus Morgan and and Kate Overmiller's been been pretty solid Mm -hmm. too, uh, giving them some good outings. And the offense has been there. Last weekend, the offense was there. I mean, they they scored enough runs that they should have been able to win those games. So, uh, yeah, this series becomes super important for um, for this Iowa team from just from an RPI perspective for you know for postseason. So you don't have to go out and just win the Big Ten tournament. Um, and you can get an at large bid. They've got to get some quality wins.
0: Well, I was going to ask you what you got coming up at HawkeyeReport.com, but you'll be in Evanston huh. tomorrow <laughs> and Sunday at Carver, and uh, the Big Ten tournament and, for the women coming up, and blah, blah, blah.
3: And we've got, and yeah, and we've got, uh, you know, um, uh, the baseball. Kyle yep. will be covering some baseball, too. And um, so we'll have, we'll have a bunch of that. And uh, wrestling's coming up, too. I just saw the seeds for the uh, women's tournament are coming out. Uh, so that's that's another big event coming up. I will potentially reach an I you know, I don't know if they're calling it kind of national title, but because uh, it's not an official sport yet. But they have a, a championships coming up here, uh, you know, shortly.
0: Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport part of the On Three Media Network. Tom, thank you as always. We will uh, speak with you next week. Tom, thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you, Tom Kakert, as he checks in on the Hawks. We'll check in on Trent's plays of the day. Our final segment of the week is next. Trent's got a championship game to call tonight. We'll tell you about that. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
2: Trent's pick of the day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
0: Hi, Miller and Condon, a couple of minutes left. Again, real quick, one reminder, Miller and Condon Twitter account, you want to win tickets to Illinois versus Iowa. Total score in the Northwestern game coming up this weekend, Northwestern versus Iowa, closest without going over. First to claim the number, gets the number. If it's you, you'll get two tickets to watch Illinois and Iowa. Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. Trent, your Plays of the Day Circus Sports sponsor. Well,
1: we just got one play. Is It's a terrible league. slate, isn't it, is. it? Yeah. Next week will be different. We'll have MVC oh Hoops. God. We'll be firing at. In yeah. fact, we'll be uh, half into the quarterfinal between the one seed and the either eight or nine seed That's in that That's right. First it's a noon tip-off, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Will it be the Doggies? Will it be the Sycamores? Yes. Yes, it'll be one of those <laughs> two. I got Cordell, the Big Red tonight. Andy from the offices, uh, alma mater. We're going to lay the four and a half on the road at Penn Cornell. Still with a shot of winning the Ivy crown. So that's all that we have. Uh, just a little look forward, though, as obviously we got a lot going on here, um, on the weekend. Here are a couple of spots I have circled. I like to pass these along. These are not official plays yet, but, um, a couple of them. I like Central Florida in the points against the I do. Um, certainly if it's north of that 5-6 number, which it very well could be. Chris says, Chris Williams joined us earlier, said the team is fatigued. Yeah, and they have not looked great nope. the last couple of times out. And we, we talked about it since January. Yep. Central Florida's a different team in Orlando than they are away from home. Beat Kansas. I like Wisconsin to bounce back against Illinois. Uh, that one will be up in the coal Center. So that's one that I have circled I can't stop the Florida Gators. They're <laughs> going to South Carolina. That's another one, and that's not just my new love, newfound love of the Gators. Um, I looked though uh, just the other day. They're down, to, I think, like those final four outs, just to make the final four. They're fifteen to one, right in that range, pretty much everywhere. I got them at twenty six to one. Jeez. Uh, about about a month back, when I got them, kind of on my radar. So happy to have that one in the back pocket, but not a ton right now in the circle spots. I'll be digging in. Action Network, that's where you can find Trent's picks, where you can hear Trent tonight is on the radio doing the state championship. Six o'clock? Six o'clock tip-off, yeah. It'll be the early of the two championship games today for Class 5A. Undefeated Johnston in their 10th straight appearance in the state tournament. They go for another title tonight with all that talent against Dowling Catholic that's got plenty of talent themselves. Should be a really fun game, two games that were relatively close Johnson and both of them pulled away. Can the Maroons pull off the shocker? We'll have the call ninety six point nine FM. All right,
0: appreciate you being here with us uh, this morning, uh, Murph and Andy. They're coming up in five minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean three to six, and before you know it, it'll be Monday morning at six a.m. and that's when local programming starts anew with the morning rush for Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from eleven until one. Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO.